0: Rolling in the Mist is a series with fantasy violence, mentions of gore, and worst of all, cussing. Viewer discretion is advised.
1: and welcome to another exciting episode of Rolling in the Mist. I am your Master of Ceremonies, Kevin Carpenter, and joining me today are... Bravo as Leo Castello. And... Jason
2: as Arthur Strange.
1: And... Pablo Mia
2: as Eugene Fritz.
1: And on our soundboard is Chris Rangel, who doesn't have a microphone on him right now. Thank God, he just did a <laughs> double thumbs up. Fantastic. Hi
3: guys, this is me. I'm Chris. This is what I sound like. Mm. Chris, your
0: balls go up in you again? <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, third time. This no, week. no, no, no. Need a nasal medicine. We love
1: we, we love Chris. Oh, so love you too, do man. we? <laughs> Chris, you're you're a fantastic <laughs> member of this team.
4: Thank you. All right, let's start the
1: session. So. Today's session, we just uh, finished our last story arc painting the town red. Uh, you all finally caught the uh, mysterious masked red rider who had been stealing certain items across the city, including the book from Arc 1 and also Eugene's tapestry that he had just bought, man. Come on. Uh, it was
3: a good deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> tapestries. It was a tapestry. After a fantastic <laughs> bit of teamwork by our trio, uh, they managed to catch the red rider and uh, interrogated her, but it turns out she had already sold both the book and the tapestry. Fucking bitch! Our <laughs> heroes were no closer to getting back their items, except after a—I don't even know if I want to call it bullshit because that was just—that was brilliant. The whole lie-detecting thing, whatever. Uh, the truth serum. I
3: did the science power. on that chemical manipulation. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, you found out that she had sold the items on uh, a dockside trade. So. Uh, you all are step, maybe, closer to finding your items? Not really. Yeah, yeah not really. Yeah,
3: <laughs> not. No, she gave a name, though, right? She gave Renfield. It f- was... Renfield. Renfield. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yes. I was I if you guys are
1: actually taking notes.
2: That's, I literally only have the word Renfield written <laughs> down. <laughs> what does that mean? What oh, is the truth? I have uh, sold it to men in red suits, at the dock, Renfield. It's about on um, he knows about the book's power. I lost all my notes. Oh,
1: there we go. So speaking of Detective Strange, uh, right outside the interrogation room, Captain Jackson cut Detective Strange a deal. Captain Jackson would take most of the credit. Detective Strange would take some because he was caught on camera going with Captain Jackson onto uh, the crime scene. Thank you, Mayor Dents. We're friends. (laughs) And uh, Detective Strange's associates, uh, Eugene and Leo, uh, would not have you know, crimes charged against them for being on an active crime scene. (laughs) We're Batman. (laughs) Are we? I'm Batman. Are we? It don't feel like we're Batman. Did I do it? Did I do it
3: right? I'm Batman.
1: As Detective Strange reunited with his two compatriots, a mysterious figure met with Captain Jackson, and they had a mysterious conversation, because this is a mystery game, folks. Get ready for more of that. And so now, this session is going to be our second interlude between cases, which means that we get to bring back my favorite move, the downtime move. De-de-de-de-de.
3: Add that later in post. Uh, nope, so we're gonna keep it just the way it is.
1: So I talked to each of you individually, and you all told me what, uh, like, you wanted to spend on your downtime between, you know, the Red Rider case and your next upcoming case, which we'll see what that is soon enough. Mm. So. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Yep. So uh, Jason, what? Uh, sorry, Detective Strange, uh, what are you going to spend your downtime on?
2: So when we, since we don't have a case working at the moment other than the Renfield thing, I'm looking into more of what I saw when I glanced into that book and what it showed me. Okay. Uh. And by doing that, I'm going to go visit, uh, I guess like, because Eden City is a metropolitan city, I'm guessing they have like like a big metropolitan city style library, which is full of information. And I'm going to go down there not only to just look into the books and do some research, but to see if any spirits haunt <laughs> the library because they'll no. not. One, they'll know, they'll know that place because, you know, they, they're hunting. They're hunting <laughs> it, so they, they got the best layout. Mm-hmm. And two, they probably have more information as just time has been added and added to that library. He's going to go ghost-busting. Exactly. (laughs) Without stealing the ghosts, without (laughs) catching the ghosts. And then uh, um, I guess it's uh, historical grave sites, because I figure the best people to – or the best beans or whatever you want to – the best beans because they're ghosts would be – those have been dead longer than, like, a modern gravesite because yeah. they they're probably the oldest spiritual creatures I could mm-hmm. get in contact that wouldn't have any kind of knowledge of this book since it predates probably before humanity.
0: Okay. Some deep shit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, so. and all that, I'm somehow still getting a swig of, like, you know, whiskey here. In this
1: movie. <laughs> so... Have you kind of been like haunted by the visions that you had from your book experience?
2: Yes, definitely.
1: So that's kind of like, it, it's kind of been keeping you up at night. And... Yeah,
2: like let's say I'll be closing my eyes and I just, I keep, it's like a flashback of it just reappearing in my head over and over and nothing really is getting revealed. It's just, I keep seeing it. It's almost like, you know when you like kind of repeat in a time loop? It's kind of like that for me when I sleep. It's just a repeat of what I witness and I kind of wake up and it's like I know it's not happening but in in my sleep it's happening all over and it feels vivid it feels
1: real so detective strange you head over to the uh, Eden City Metropolitan Library like you know the big one the one right. that's near the middle of the city the outside has like the you know the lion statues and like pillars yeah. and all that uh this isn't your first time in the library i mean i don't you you're not you're not the man that you don't strike me as the kind of man that spends a whole lot of time in the library mm-hmm illiterate fuck <laughs> but you know you, you, you've been here before every now and then yeah. also did you like sneak a bottle of whiskey into the library or are you actually like trying to do this sober
2: uh I had a flask okay I had a flask okay just, I won't lie just, 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 a mm-hmm. yeah. just, just a smidge I mean I didn't bring the paper bag with the like, I, <laughs> I didn't bring one of those I for sure though like in my coat or whatever I was wearing I pulled it out and went Mm -hmm. like a dropper 96 Mm -hmm. Uh, fine age two weeks
1: (laughs) unfortunately you don't get to reenact the opening of Ghostbusters as you walk through this library you don't see a uh, librarian phantasm or anything roaming the shelves the library for all eternity um, you do find a regular living librarian and uh, she you know, happily assists you in finding books on you know, old religions and the history of the city and the old graveyards and all that and, and as you sort of like look around and actually like hit the books it, it takes you most of the day to you know, look into each book and the research and you know, actually try to find like something that would explain what you saw in the book but as you look through book after book you realize that what you're reading right now, you won't be able to find the answer to what you saw within conventional religion or right. history, anything like that. But there is one thing. It's, it's near the end of the day. You've, you, you put a hand to your eyes, which are you know, bloodshot and just tired from reading all day. There's one book you found on uh, the beginnings of Eden City and there's a mention of a, a church. The, the church was so far back in the city's founding that to this day it's hard to... No one truly knows what denomination it was, or even if it was Christian or Jewish or some sort of older religion. But as you read this book, something about it just hits you. And you're not, you're not entirely sure why. It, it's called The River's Anchor. And they call it that because it was on the, uh, the other side of the river that sits right outside Eden city. As you look at your watch, you see that it's, you know, late afternoon, almost evening. And as you look at a map, you see that it's going to take you a while to get over there. Like, if you drive out there now, it's going to be night by the time you, you know, head out. Okay. But for some reason, like, maybe it's your detective's intuition. Maybe it's something more. Something about this church says you, you might find something there. What do you do?
2: Well, of course, I have my little notebook of just things. I'm writing things down, and I go. I ask for like the nearest phone or something, Uh, and I give a call to Leo. Okay,
1: yeah, there's a you know there's a free phone in the library. And, uh, you know, it, like one of the old, like, rotaries, so you, yeah. you know, put your finger in the hole and move the circle around and whatever that instrument was called, I have no idea. That's a
0: mystery in and of itself, those yeah. things still exist.
1: Yeah. The rotary phone?
0: Rotary, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, that, that's the thing with Eden City, it's just like it's that weird <laughs> yeah. spot in between time where it's like there's a rotary phone and there's also like a cell phone charging yeah. bank. It's like an iPad bank. It's like, <laughs> like an in-between phone. Yeah, so it's a, a rotary phone. It, it's it's a rotary phone with a touchscreen. So wireless anyway. rotary, <laughs> rotary. You don't
0: ever forget the feeling of it. The... <laughs>
1: Hello. Anyway, so you call up Leo. Leo, you're uh, you're in your apartment. It's you know evening. You you got back from a uh, tough shift. Girls just wanna
2: have fun. Uh, oh. Hello. Leo. Hey, uh, Strange. Is that you? Yeah, it's me. What are you doing? And
0: I, and I look around, and I'm waiting for my section of the of the role play, and I'm like nothing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like, listen, you got a minute? I want to talk to you. Well, uh, sure. What what's uh, what's the matter? You remember that night when we took on Skid, and I was staring at that book. And I was just kind of lost.
0: Yeah, I remember. Oh I man, I remember you taking on Skid and me being mauled to death. But yes, it's not the time for that. Okay.
2: I never really told you what I saw that night. I think I'm ready to tell you.
0: Um, well, sure. I mean, just by the way you're you're talking to me, it seems, sounds like something pretty serious.
2: Yeah. I think you can meet me at a little cafe real quick? Just get a cup of coffee.
0: Um. Sure. I, I look around. I see Leo. He likes to spend his time in his underwear, like any good doctor does in the, in the city that we live in whatever it was called <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I just grabbed my stuff and like um I'll, I'll do, you, do you know what coffee shop uh,
2: it's one near the precinct maybe me there Oh, I, I know and, by yeah. the way uh, who's that funny fellow that you brought that funny Wait, are you talking about um Eugene
0: yeah him I didn't really bring him he kind of just showed up saved my ass uh, but you should know me he works at at the police station. Really? Yeah. What? The? <laughs> uh, I'll yes. No. How do I know this more? More. You know. Never mind. I'll, I'll meet you at the coffee shop. I'll explain it over there.
2: All right. Um,
0: all right. What the fuck? <laughs> I hang up. I hang up, and I,
2: I put all my stuff. And then, uh, my end. As I hang up the phone, I was like,
1: "He works at the precinct? What the fuck? <laughs> so, Leo, uh, you're in your apartment. You just hung up your cell phone, and I guess. Putting your pants. Putting my shit on. <laughs> oh yeah. Where's my shirt? I have nothing clean. Where's my hoodie? Oh no, I threw it
0: away. <laughs> oh, the transfer left into the trash.
1: <laughs> well, that's a city's hoodie now. Uh, <laughs> and uh, as you're, you know, putting on your, you know, your stuff, your supplies, you you take a moment and stop, and you just, uh, you you just let loose this just frustrated sigh, and the camera pans from your face to the clock on your wall, and. Like a video in reverse, the clock spins back to that morning, and you're at the hospital. You're in the middle of your shift, you're in your uh, you know, doctor's garb. This was your choice for downtime, correct? Actually spending time at your hospital?
0: Uh, clinical duties or, um, yeah, spending time at the, the hospital. Because mm-hmm. I forgot I'm a doctor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've been out
0: gallivanting at night, and I check my beep, and I'm like, oh, wow, I should probably head back. <laughs>
1: yeah should probably uh gain some money and yeah that's right. <laughs> do things other than tornadoes and fireballs look i got to keep a
0: doctor's life interesting mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah
1: so you've been getting back to your uh standard shift um it, it's 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 almost kind of nice going back to normalcy after you know after a night of motorcycle chases and all that after almost being shot and lit on fire you know it's
2: And going through fences.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Doing, you know, standard surgery doesn't seem that heart racing anymore.
0: It's a little boring now. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) But, uh, you know, you you do a simple operation. You start making your rounds. You're walking around. And as you walk down this one hall, uh, you see an open door. And you stop because something catches your eye. And as you look inside, you see that there's uh, two people in there. Um, A woman... Sitting at the uh, the side of the bed, uh, red hair uh, coiffed in like a like a fifties like Jimmy Neutron's mom fashion, and you see a uh, man unconscious on the bed, a uh, a short man with a five o'clock shadow that is now at seven o'clock.
0: By my time, it's nine thirty. Yeah, uh,
1: and you see that it's uh, Big Mike. Oh still, fuck! <laughs> still unconscious.
0: <laughs> oh, oh fuck! All right. Um, so I.
1: The woman looks up. Oh, hi. Um, uh, I'm I'm Doctor Castello. Oh, uh, she stands up and goes, uh, n- "Nice to meet you." Um,
0: What's your name?
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't even try hard to fucking fuck see. No, no. Kevin. Here's the deal.
1: <laughs> stuck in, stuck in track. <laughs> I literally just realized I never gave the mom a name. <laughs> Want to name her right now? No, yeah, I got right. it. Yeah. Do oh, right, you I want, want to start with the Irish? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So just, what's your name? Yeah. So, yeah, you just you just asked, <laughs> what's your name. <laughs> so oh, okay. Give me
2: a second. You're, I saw your eyes. When he said, what's your name? Your eyes got so big. That, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what's her name? <laughs> give me a second. I'm sorry.
1: Why <laughs> <laughs> threw throw out her name? Okay. So, anyway. Maria Levy. Mrs. Levy. Pleasure to meet you, Mrs. Levine. And I go to shake her hand. Yeah, she shakes her hand. Do you do you have any news about my husband?
0: Um, well, uh, let me see. I'm not really his doctor, and I go over to the uh, to the bottom of the bed, usually where they keep the report. Mm-hmm. I look at it. Um, what do I see?
1: Yeah, he's um, he's in a coma. It's it, it's unsure why he's in. He's in a stable condition, but yeah, it, it's just one of those things where the doctors can't really do anything until he wakes up.
0: Well, um, Mrs. Levine. Uh um, Levy. Levy, uh, my apologies, Mrs. Levy. Hmm. Um given according to this report, it seems that your husband may have suffered some sort of um brain damage or something that would explain this coma. Um did the original doctor uh, notify you of anything else?
1: No, they they're not really not really telling me anything. I, I'm sorry. It's it, it's been a rough it's been a rough time my 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 husband's the, the breadwinner in the family but with him going unconscious and well, my my I'm, I'm spilling my guts here but my my daughter's in jail currently the the cops are telling me she's a, she's a thief but they won't tell me
0: much of anything else so as she's telling me this. I'm kind of looking uh, outside the window, kind of like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like, just like calmly, you know, uh, uh, my presence is calm. But if the camera were to turn around, I'm like, ooh.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're looking out the window and yeah. oh shit, a couple blackbirds yeah. uh, fly and land on the windowsill and just look at you. And I, I with the
0: clipboard, I just go, shoot. Just, just, <laughs> just like just tap, yeah, the just and tap the glass, tap the window, I'm just, like get out of here. They call and, and, and they fly away. And I maintain my posture as a calm doctor, <laughs> um, like you would see at ER. <laughs> Um, um, and I turned around, I said, he's like, ma'am, it's, 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 it's perfectly fine. I understand it could be a very, very intense moment. Would you just mind giving me the room? I want to see if I can, um, perhaps do some sort of physical therapy that might help, uh, your husband. Uh, Really? What? uh, Why, why do you need me to leave the room? It's, it can be a little invasive and I understand he is your husband. There is intimacy already, but it's, it's a patient doctor, um,
1: Relationship. Roll convince real quick, you
0: bitch. <laughs> no dice ring today.
1: Nine. Well, oh, you didn't even add any power tags to that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Doctor's calm. Yeah, sure. <laughs> 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 you, you would have added your tag. And it was fucking... This is a very low stakes session. Yeah, yeah. She's just like, uh, uh, okay, and she just mm-hmm. she's still like confused, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it looks like she's kind of. Clinging for any kind of hope she can find. And I said,
0: uh, just to, um, to put your worries at rest. According to this chart, his vital's are perfectly fine. It could just be some sort of blockage um, in his head, but I can assure you, he will make a recovery.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, thank you. And she mm-hmm. uh, leaves the room. Well, she goes to the door frame and stops mm-hmm. and takes one last look at her husband before. Uh, and I just give her like
0: a, a, a like secure knot. Okay. Don't worry. So did she close the door? Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, Oh fuck Yeah. <laughs> and you... I'm like, uh okay, how do how do I do this? How do I do this? I'm sorry. And I, I'm talking to the unconscious look, look man, I'm sorry. Okay, I panicked. You were very big, sort of He's four seven. You were very intimidating, <laughs> sort of <laughs> I I was sorry. I I I I had to let it go and I look around and what I'm guessing usually these kinds of rooms they have like supplies in the area mm-hmm. uh for emergencies. I go, I open it, um do I find like doctor mask like you know those things? Yeah,
1: there's there's standard supplies in the in the room. Okay, so
0: I put on the doctor mask, and I <laughs> I uh I guess I get like a rag or something to kind of tie it over my head. So all you see <laughs> is like a guy like you know, yeah. I'm like putting on a bandana. So you just see my eyes, and I'm like, all right, time to fix this. <laughs> um, and I go over. I put my hands. Um, on, uh, on his head, by, right by the... Um... Temples? Temples, mm-hmm. thank you. Um, and I activate healing uh, factor and second wind with advanced <laughs> medical knowledge and veteran doctors' calm. But I'll activate... Well, I don't know. Can I actually activate can't operate well in darkness?
1: No, it's it's pure... It, it's it's bright light. It's daylight. <laughs> There's a large window. I close window. the shades. No. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, then uh, drains my energy.
1: Uh, no, you're fresh on your shift. You're good. Fucking shit. <laughs>
0: Okay, so that's plus four. Okay. Come on, homeschool.
1: Remember, the status you gave him was a four.
0: <laughs> Come on, MIT training. He's currently training. a
1: coma four right now.
0: <laughs> Come on, DeVry training. <laughs> 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 so that's uh nine.
1: Okay, so this is going to be change the game. So I-, I assume you're putting all of it into the not coma four status. Yes. Okay. Shall be healed by Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Who?
0: (laughs) But can I like wipe his memory? (laughs) Damn it! Call
3: me. This guy's chemical balance.
2: Give me a call. I'll wipe his memory. (laughs)
3: Look, I'm a doctor. (laughs) That's not what. Who gave you a degree?
1: Divine, dude, Doctor Dragon. <laughs> yeah, like I, I would say if you had like a ten, you could wipe his memory, but oh, with, with like a nine, you like you go to like you know yeah. fix his brain, and it's like there there is this like one moment where it's just like you know you you could reach in, but you decide against it the last second, and so as as you're as you're like massaging his temples with your <laughs> Ooh, healing magic, <yeah>,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like blowing it, a little bit of like healing wind to his face, <sighs> in his it, ear,
1: <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, his eyes begin to flicker. Mm-hmm. And Big Mike wakes up and goes, what?
0: what's, his, what's his name? Big Mike. Big Mike. No, but on his sheet, it says Big Mike.
1: Oh, no. His sheet says uh, Michael Levy.
0: <laughs> Michael Levy. Okay. Mr. Levy, can you hear me? Uh,
1: what? What's going on?
0: It's like, I know it's it's a little hard to, to figure what's going on. He
1: immediately just gets up and starts like swinging. Whoa, 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 whoa. Where, whoa. where am I?
0: Where am I? <laughs> you know, for a guy who just got, came out of the coma, this fucking has too much energy. That is scientifically incorrect.
1: Anyways, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be fair, you just like gave him a shot of energy to the brain.
0: Let's let's go to uh, WebMD. No. <laughs> okay, <yeah. laughs> anyway,
1: so he he just get he uh-huh. gets up swinging. He's swinging around the air. You back up. Yeah, like, and whoa, it, whoa, whoa, and whoa, he's whoa, Mister
0: like, <laughs> Mr. Mister Levy, you're you're at a hospital. I'm a doctor. All right, you. I just helped you resuscitate you from what appears to be a very in depth coma. I suggest. Is he standing up? Did he get out of the bed? No, he,
1: he's he's he, he's getting off to the side of the bed, and he's now he's standing uh-huh. up. And he's like, uh, uh, and he sees mm-hmm. he's got like the tubes in his arm. And he's like, ah, yeah. oh, take these out. Uh,
0: no, no, you just leave them in. We still need to, you know, we just got out of a what, coma.
1: What happened to my shop?
0: I'm unaware of what that is. What do you mean your shop?
1: My shop, the, the shop, uh, the shop I work at. What happened to it?
0: I'm not sure. Last so. I
1: remember, some scuzz bags were trying to get it. Skuss bags. I'm not going to fucking say scus bags.
0: <laughs> Even I was like, what the hell are scus bags? Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: L- lest that, those... That's just
0: that's just side effects from the brain. You, you say words that mean no sense. So just take a deep breath, um, sir.
1: What, what, what about what? And then the, uh, the door opens and uh, Maria, uh, Mrs. Levy, walks in and she has like a coffee mm-hmm. in her hand. And it just drops to the ground.
0: And I'm like, why does every woman do this?
1: And she just <laughs> rushes forward yeah. and, like, hugs her husband, which she actually has to kind of get on her knees in order to hug her husband because her husband's kind of short. <laughs> and she's just, like, crying. And, like, Big Mike is just, like, kind of confused. But he, you know, gives a hug to his wife as well. And <laughs>
0: I'm just standing there awkwardly like most doctors <laughs> do in those moments, yeah. just, like, just and, waiting.
1: And just, like, Ms. Levy, she's, she's, like, crying. And then, like, you know, like a, a, like a minute passed before she, like, looks up and just goes, like... Th- thank you, thank you, uh, uh, Doctor. And she looks at your tag, D- Dr. Costello, thank you. She like blinks her eyes mm-hmm. and like wipes away some tears. Like, why, why are you wearing a mask and towel? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not a towel. It's like one of those, whatever. I'm not going to explain it. <laughs> I, I, I said, he's like. <laughs> did you I
2: tell se- her that? No, I'm tell not going to gonna tell her that.
0: No, Tell her that. No, I'm like, I thought I'd describe it. She's <laughs> like, man, this isn't a towel. It's mm-hmm. a medical garb. Uh, I said, he's like, well, man, this is standard procedure. Anytime we're going to do any sort of invasive or uh, very personal procedure. It's
1: invasive? Did, did you put needles in me? Uh, well, I'm losing Big Mike's voice. I keep going back to Kevin Jackson. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, invasive? What you? Did you put needles
0: in me? Well, of course we had to put uh, needles in you to monitor your your vitals, give you uh, the necessary nutrients. So we had to do what we had to do, sir. Mm. But from what it looks like, you're doing perfectly fine. Um, do you remember anything about what happened to you? Was what was the sort of feeling and sensation you felt when? Yeah,
1: two scumbags tried to break into my shop, and they blew up my dumpster when I came out to you know give them the old whacking.
0: They blew up uh, your dumpster. That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, they they sucker punched me apparently and all I remember is waking up here. But you know what else I'm going to remember? I'm going to remember your name. You did good by the Levy family, Dr. Castello.
0: Well, I appreciate I like you. I'll remember
1: you to the end of my days. <laughs>
0: Thank you very much, sir. No, no, if you there's... excuse
1: me, I'd like to get out of here as fast as I could. <laughs> I
0: was like, well, sir, sir, I I've got I, a shop I, I need to get back I, to. I understand. And I, and I kind of get in his way. I was like, I understand you have a very important matter to get to. I'm, I'm not sure what happened to your shop. You were just brought in. But I can't let you go until we file the proper paperwork and we get a physicist oh, All to come right. In well, let's here. get
1: this going then. Come on.
0: Okay. Uh, it's like, well, um, I'll leave you two alone. I'll be right back t- um, to file the paperwork.
1: Yeah, Marie, Maria. The uh, the the tears are coming down her eyes again. She goes, "Thank you, thank you so much."
0: Uh, like, okay, well, and I and I and I just calmly turn around, walk away, and just be like, "Oh, thank God, I fixed
1: that." Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I close the door. Do you, do you like take off your mask and? No, bandana? I keep that shit on. I'm not mm-hmm.
0: taking that off until I leave. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. So you're walking down the hallway. You're still wearing the mm-hmm. mask and bandana. You're getting a few looks, but you yeah. know you're a surgeon. It's just like okay. And then you see one person walking down the hallway and your eyes go wide because you didn't expect to see this person in your hospital and you kind of hoped you had never seen this person ever again in your life but as a tall man with a, ch- a chin so chiseled it could stab through concrete quaffed blonde hair and a face that's like does this man wear makeup or is that just natural he he begins walking by in fine clothes and you know you're just kind of like walking forward just just trying mm-hmm. to ignore him just you don't want to go and then you feel a hand on your shoulder, a well-manicured hand. <laughs> oh, it's and, so soft. And he turns to you and goes, uh, excuse me, sir, I am looking for a, uh, a doctor I think is working at this uh, hospital here. I'm looking for a, and he looks down your name tag. Castello! Is that you? What- Why, what, what's, did I catch you in the middle of something? Are you, and you see now that this is your old colleague, Ritz Chrysley. Ritz! Oh, it has, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) (laughs) His first name is Ritz.
3: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Why is his name Ritz Crackers? <laughs> oh.
1: <clears throat> you you have a sudden flashback to old medical school college days, nights studying in your dorm, which would be interrupted by Ritz kicking open the door with a new woman under his arm and being like, hey, Leo, can you uh, give us some space for a little while? By little while, I mean like the night... And, and, so, and I would always deep, utter,
0: like mutter under my breath, it's like, we all know you don't last 10 minutes.
1: <laughs> what was that? There it's like, go. nothing, sure, it's all yours. All right. And you flash back to the present as you put on this smile under your mask. It's like, it has been forever. Listen, uh, we need to catch up. I've been looking everywhere for you. And by everywhere, I mean everywhere in this. Uh, and he looks around at the, you know, the, the floors and the walls. Hospital. Um, <laughs> and I just give him
0: that stare of like, this bitch but I'm like, just calm, like, uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: Well, you look busy. I love uh, the look, by the way. Uh, you, you you somehow make scrubs look less scrubbish. I love it. So, anyway, speaking of looks, though. So, you know my, uh, my plastic surgery business?
0: Yes, I remember Fitz. Yeah, yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, you know us surgeons. You know, we got great memories, but... Uh. <laughs>
0: Yes, uh, Ritz, I, I very, very much remember your choice of, <clears throat> and I look, kind of looked down like uh, medical work.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, you have your own choices, and we're all walking our paths. But uh, I got to tell you where my path has just led. I've been spreading the news all around, by I to share it with you personally. You know, my old good buddy, Leo the Lion. Uh, <laughs> 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 and
0: I'm just like, oh, no,
1: don't bl- don't bring that up again. So... Do you know uh, uh, a woman by the name of uh, Maggie Elodie? You may know her by her uh, stage name, uh, Elodie, or Melody as some people call it. You know, the the, the famous uh, singer? Been uh, topping the charts for the past, like, uh, 30 years or so, you know? I've heard her music on the radio, yes. Well, get this. Uh, She's finally getting some plastic surgery. And guess who she called to do the job personally? That's right, your old buddy Ritz <laughs> Chrysley himself. Can you imagine, it, Leo? Now every time Melody goes onto the stage, he like frames his own face <laughs> with his oh hands. God. <laughs> It'll be free advertising,
0: huh? Well, I congratulations, Ritz. It seems that uh, everything's going going according to
1: plan. That means so much coming from you, Leo. Listen, we need to catch up. Here's my card. Let's get some coffee sometime. Anyway, I gotta go. But uh, you keep saving lives, there, good buddy. Ciao. And he leaves.
0: And I'm just going. You keep destroying them. <laughs> and I and I and I put it. In, I put it in my my coat front, front pocket um, or side pockets. Then I'm taking. What they? Mm-hmm. No, they have, they have front pockets. Yeah. They got both. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm like, God damn it how the hell did this guy find me <laughs> and what we, kind of name is fucking ritz
1: <laughs> and we flash forward to you coming into your apartment taking off your God. scrubs just another long day and then you receive a call on your cell phone girls just wanna have
2: fun. oh girls just hello
1: leo I'm going to remember exactly right. how we had this conversation Let's <laughs> <laughs> like, do it again <laughs> <doing. One, yeah. laughs> Once more The camera pans past your face To your clock And like a video on Rewind The minute hand turns and turns Back and back and back I want to really get this fixed <laughs> <laughs> Until The clock strikes that morning hour And the camera pulls back To reveal that it is a clock tower. One of those small ones that you see on the street, about the size of a street lamp.
0: Little Ben? <laughs> <laughs>
1: sorry. I get it. Man. And as it pulls out...
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't
0: give me
1: a pity
2: laugh.
1: And as we pull out from this uh, uh, clock tower, we see a, a single figure walking the streets of Eden City. Uh, Eugene, mm. this is uh, your downtime. Mm-hmm. What are you doing?
3: Uh... I've decided to uh, go visit someone I know um, but not really visit them, uh, really more visit their area and check up on them and do some people watching, basically some specific people, basically spy on somebody. Mm -hmm. And you said I'm in the city streets, right?
1: Yeah, on the sidewalks. Mm -hmm.
3: So I'm walking towards, uh, across the, I'm on the left side of the street, on the right side of the street ahead of me, there's a uh, little Fresh Market with like some awnings and some produce out by the street and inside there's like uh, a florist uh, section and then inside it's like it's just a small like neighborhood market and that's across the street from me on the side i stay on my side of the street i'm very well practiced at this this is like secondhand kind of motion and eugene stands by a blue mail i'm assuming eden city also has blue mailboxes yeah i stand by a blue mailbox on the corner where i am and uh kind of Peer across the street at uh, the market.
1: So the market is um, it's doing all right. It's it's bustling. You know, there's a there's a good couple of people just kind of going through the stands and all that. And it's this is a popular organic market in Eden City. And uh, as you stand by the mailbox, uh, doing the well-practiced art of fading into the background, as the the crowds just walk around you like you don't exist. Mm. Which, by the way, I'm kind of imagining Eugene in like a big overcoat.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm picturing I'm picturing. It's a regular sized overcoat. He's just not a very big guy. <laughs> it's a big and it's gray. It's mm-hmm. gray. It's it's a little disheveled, wrinkled in weird places and uh and kind of stained in weird places as mm-hmm. well. Not in private weird places, but just like he dropped a burger on like mm-hmm. a weird like pelvic spot. It's a gray overcoat, not like a cool detective beige with lots of buttons and pockets.
1: Yeah, Eugene strikes me as like the the kind of character that's uncomfortable in his own clothes. Yes, absolutely. It's <laughs> okay. a little too big for him. Okay. yes
3: uh, Yeah. But he has at least he never grew into it. He's at least yeah, he's at least smart enough to have the collar popped up a bit to so cover half of his cheek. Mm-hmm. And uh and he's got like a um like one of those cabby caps. Not, not, that, not like a fedora or anything, but mm-hmm. just like oh. kind of like a beret. Kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Like a, a mix between a beret and a newsy cap. Mm-hmm. I, call a, I call it a cabby cap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Facing forward and a little bit down.
1: And as you're watching uh, this uh, organic market, you, know, you see a woman that you've seen many times before on your rounds. Uh, an old woman, early 60s, mm-hmm. with uh, graying salt and pepper hair. Uh, tied up in a bun on the back, and she's walking around. She's picking up the same vegetables, the same fruits that she uh, normally picks up. And as she, you know, pays for them and puts them in her uh, tote bags (reusable, of course), mm. uh, she begins walking down the street.
3: In what direction? My uh, direction or uh,
1: opposite? Just the. Um, she's on the other side of the street, and she's just walking. Uh, to where you know is back home.
3: Okay, I uh, I follow her. Um, I don't know how many. I don't know how many feet a pace one pace is, but several paces mm-hmm. behind her on my side of the street, mm-hmm. and I follow.
1: This is a well-worn practice of yours. You you almost feel like the sidewalk has created a groove where you've walked these exact same steps before. But uh, you walk with this woman until she uh, gets to the door of her townhouse and walks in and you wait and sure enough she appears by her first story window and sets about sorting her groceries and you just kind of watch. Even as the rain begins to fall as other people put up newspapers or umbrellas you just kind of stand there by another mailbox just watching and as the the rain falls on your face you can't help but have a memory. It's many years back, you, elementary school years back. What did uh, what did Eugene normally do uh, during recess?
3: Oh, like elementary school. So. Yeah. Uh, Eugene was it is very much as he is today, and has always been a, a bit of a loner. Um, he was even more ill-equipped, and um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, awkward. Socially awkward? Uh, yeah, socially awkward, physically awkward. Um, his motor he had very poor motor skills. Uh, so he didn't play in a lot of the recess games, a lot of the athletic games on the playground. Um, but he did have a fascination with science. He had a fascination with little things and fragile things just like him. So he had a fascination with ants. And he was bright for his young age. So he would be on the corner of the playground, away from the grass, away from the sandbox, away from the playground. He'd be on the asphalt, on the concrete, kind of on the corner of the basketball court where the ants would come from. And he had some chalk. And so he would draw little circles around individual ants that it strayed away from the line of ants and he would circle them with chalk and be fascinated by the way that if you i don't know if anyone's ever drawn chalk around no, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah they can't get out of it for some reason that i'm sure is completely valid and scientific there's an explanation that i just don't know do you know
0: yeah uh, because usually how ants work is they follow a memory lane of you know from one point from point A to point right. B. Right, so and the chemical is, trail. Yeah, and the chemical trail. When they feel a completely different substance from what their memory is, they freak out and they're lost.
3: Wow. Well, Eugene didn't know that yet. So to him, he just had magic magic chalk. So he would. <laughs> so to him. He should have written this down and he would have had the rights to the TV show Chalk Zone. <laughs>
4: he would have been a millionaire.
3: But he didn't at the time. He just had magic chalk for himself. So he would do that. And circles around individual ants would become uh, little paths that he would trap them in. And little paths became labyrinths that he would trap ants in and watch them work their way through. He was a very creative little boy, if not somewhat of an ant bully. Um, so that's the kind of stuff you For, do. for signs of a murderer.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was a little sociopath.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this is one day in your elementary school career where, you know, you, you've made this like very a labyrinth. A labyrinth. <laughs> a labyrinth. And a very a labyrinth <laughs> labyrinth. And, and you're actually kind of like proud of yourself. There's actually like a big line of ants just trying to get through this labyrinth and you're waiting on the first one to get to the other side. And then a shadow is cast over your labyrinth. And then another and you see uh two of the, the bigger kids on the playground, uh Chuck and Butch. Butch. I was about to say Bulk and Skull. I was I was trying to keep myself from saying Bulk and Skull. Uh Chuck and Butch.
3: But this is like grade school, right? Yeah, this is like grade school. So, so it's they're... like Chucky and Butch. Butch. Yeah, <laughs> no, Butchy. Chucky and Butchy, Chuck and Butchy,
1: Ch- Chuck and Butchy. That's it. The True Detective and Butch show Butch. coming, coming. To you. <laughs> Chucky and Butch, Butch from the producers <laughs> of Rolling in the Mist. <laughs> exactly. So Chucky and Butch, uh, Chucky and Butch <laughs> <laughs> come up to you, and you know Chucky, he's he's the talker of the group. Butch is more the muscle. Uh, Chucky comes up to you, Ch- Chucky. Not Chucky. <laughs> Chucky comes up to you and is like, hey, Eugene, what are you doing? No, not nothing. Psych! I don't care. And he just kicks your chalk away.
3: <gasps> hey, Chuck, that's mine. My- you, 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 you. And he stammers yeah. just like he does as an adult.
1: Yeah. And Butch looks in the labyrinth and is just like, hey, what you got in that maze there? Put- <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. He
0: was puberty very, very he early very
1: fast <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god What you guys didn't have a kid In elementary school Hit puberty at 5th no, grade At no, age 6? No. 6 Dude no. yeah. he, he sounds like He fucking drives You on drugs
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hey what's going on What's
1: up guys He's actually 16 He just
3: <laughs> never, he never, never he never got out of 2nd grade He's
4: like, hey, Chuck, what (laughs) have you been up to?
2: Oh man, my
1: taxes didn't come back good this year. <laughs> what are taxes? <laughs> I didn't get my milk. So, 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 Butch, <laughs> whose testicles apparently dropped yesterday, he, he just he pushes Eugene to the ground. As Eugene says,
3: Well, actually, taxes are when you take your W 9s and. Oh! <laughs>
1: And then Butch just raises a big foot and just stomps on your labyrinth and just starts killing all the ants they're in your maze. No And Chucky's just laughing. How does he laugh? Yep. Yeah. No, no, that's not it. That's, fuck it. No, he's an elementary school kid. <laughs>
3: And uh, Eugene um, starts to protest. Is it just the two of these kids? Yeah, it's just okay. the two of these kids, okay. but they're,
1: like, much bigger than you. Oh, sure, sure.
3: Yeah. But uh, Chucky, not Ch- what? Who am I? Eugene <laughs> mm-hmm. starts to uh, panic and protest, and he doesn't really get up off the ground. He kind of just squirrelly turns around and stammers on all fours and crawls towards Butch's feet. And just starts pushing him at the shins. Like, we're awkwardly trying to push him down from the shins. Yeah, they're, off just, of his they're just
1: looking at you, like, My doing that, and they just start laughing harder, and Butch is like, <laughs> and it's like shaking the playground with how deep it is. I'm kidding. Jeez. She should be an opera singer. <laughs> and then uh, another shadow falls on you. And you guys see a... uh...
0: Dr. Strange just comes and whaps the fucking kid.
1: (laughs) You mean Detective Strange. Detective
3: Strange. (laughs)
1: Damn it! It Call you Dr. Strange. Sorry, sorry. You are so I am a doctor (laughs) in pain. And as that shadow falls on you, Eugene, all three of you hear a voice. You know, it's not nice to pick on kids. (laughs) And the uh, the two kids turn around. They see a a boy in a striped uh, polo shirt and, you know, smart jeans that, oh, you know, his mom just bought him. But uh, he carries himself with the confidence that only a fourth grader could possess. <laughs> and um, Is he in fourth grade and, and we're in, like, second grade? Or are they I, all in the same grade? Are, are, is Eugene in second grade in this I, I was
3: picturing when you said elementary and I'm playing with chalk. I didn't do this in fourth grade. I think fourth grade is a Okay, bit. second grade. I think second grade Okay. okay. Yeah, fourth the,
2: grade I was doing Eugene. drug runs. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By fourth grade, Butch... We'll be running for governor.
2: So. <laughs> Dude, my,
1: my so, <laughs> fucking butch was union leader. <laughs> he's teamsters. <laughs> so, so second grade, sorry. Okay. This kid comes up, and Chucky, Chucky he's just like, what do you want, Christopher? And uh, Christopher goes, it's, it's Chris, first off, and second off, I want you guys to stop picking on Eugene. And Chucky just comes up and he's like, or what? And Chris, he does not back down. He just stares Chucky straight in the eye and is like, Or oh, I'll have to be mean to you. Does he have his hand on his hip like that? <laughs> yeah. Alright. Yeah, he has he has both hands on his hips, man. He is oh, he man. is straight up Wonder Woman posing right now. Oh goodness. And uh like Chucky's actually like kind of taken aback. And like he kinda of like glances at Butch and Butch is like he just kinda of like shrugs. And Chucky just looks at you and he's like, Whatever. We were bored anyway. And they the two of them just walk off. And uh, Chris comes up to you, Eugene. And uh, you know he picks up the, the chalk that Chucky had kicked earlier. And uh, he hands it to you. And he goes, Sorry about that. Those guys are jerks. You alright?
3: And Eugene is uh, wiping tears from his face. And uh, he still kind of, he, he takes the chalk and he looks down at it in his hand. And he looks down at, the smears of chalk on the ground and the, like, Normandy beach of ants that are before him <laughs> just slaughtered ant pieces all over the place and he's really dismayed and as he looks up at Christopher this boiling core heat that had been building up within Eugene the whole time this event was happening, he can see his eyes and as he looks into Christopher's eyes this heat kind of just simmers and dissipates away and uh he just says
4: yeah i'm, I'm,
3: I'm okay what's your name i'm, I'm eugene e- eugene fritz
1: oh that's that's a weird name sounds like something from a comic book I, i'm christopher uh, my friends call me chris though
3: oh i
1: did, did you draw that and he points at your uh your labyrinth
3: well, yeah, I, I did, but before they wow,
1: came. that looks really cool. I mean, it, it lo- probably looked a lot cooler before you know Butch smashed it all, but like, do, do, that's really cool, though.
3: Yeah, it's a uh, it's called a a labyrinth, not a maze.
1: Oh, that's even cooler. And he uh, he helps you up. Mm, He's like, he gets up. Uh, do you want to draw more things with chalk?
3: Sure. What What do you want to? Draw Christopher?
1: Uh, oh, uh, there's a there's a game my, my brother told me about. Uh, hopscotch. Let, let's let's draw like you just draw. He like takes chalk. He's like you just draw a couple of squares and then you just you know do this. And as he starts uh, drawing the squares, he gets about like two squares in as you're watching him before he like stops and looks up. He's like, are we friends? Um, I've let's be friends.
3: Oh, I've never. I uh okay. Awesome. <laughs>
1: You know, as he starts to teach you the game of uh, hopscotch, we flash forward to you, Eugene, as an adult, uh, standing there watching this woman's window. And as the, the rain begins to fall a bit harder, and as you stand there watching, she finishes up organizing your groceries, and then turns off the light and goes off to her bedroom. And you have a thought that maybe you should get out of the rain.
3: And as she disappears from sight, Eugene uh, doesn't wipe tears away from his eyes, but just rubs them a little bit. They're tired. They are watery, but not tearing just yet. And he shakes it off, stiffens up his collar, tips down his visor, puts his hands in his pockets, and takes a deep sigh. Lollipop lollipop oh Hello. Is this Eugene? Mm, yes. Hey it's uh it's Leo. Uh, doctor Costello. Um, <clears throat> sorry, that sorry the phone was cutting off a bit. I said hey it's Leo. I, I, yes, do, I, I, I know, doctor Costello. I, I, I understand. I how are you? <clears throat> how can I help you? Um, I'm doing fine. You know, it's a little rainy outside today.
0: Um, Just wanted to mention that, you know. Yes, I've uh, noticed. Oh, cool. (laughs) And I kind of take a moment. I'm like, shit, I barely
3: talked to this guy. Um, (laughs) So um, real quick, what are you doing right now? Oh, just out running an errand. Uh, Is there something I can help you with? Well,
0: um, it seems uh, your old pal, uh, Detective Strange,
3: uh, might need our help for something. We're not friends, Doctor. We're merely co-workers. Either way, I think you're going to be needed for this. Uh, Very
0: well. How may I be of assistance? Meet us at the coffee shop. The one by
3: the precinct. Ah, very good. Um, I'll be there presently. I'll see you then. Very good.
1: (laughs) Eugene, you hang up the phone, and as you put it away in your pocket, you hear... And you look up and you see that as you were standing here, just sort of uh, watching the window, uh, birds have rested on the mailbox and a nearby street lamp and on a nearby windowsill. Just all black birds. And strangely enough, they all seem to be looking at you. Uh,
3: he looks at... They're all kind of around me in different ones?
1: Yeah. Not surrounding you, but they're just... Oh. Yeah, just, just looking a... down at you. Um, I look... Up, are they all together or are they in different places? They're, they're in like separate places, um, but they're all looking at you. Well,
3: I look up at the nearest one and uh, realizing that they've probably been watching me this whole time, I say to the nearest one, hmm. So that's what that feels like. Hmm. <laughs> Car, my friend. Car. <laughs> and he walks... Down. This, is there anything else about these birds?
1: They, they just kind of like, some of them like flutter <laughs> their wings. Never more, never <laughs> more. <laughs> uh, some of them uh, flutter their wings and then like fly like down the street and then flutter their wings and flutter back to their spot and look back at you again. And then they uh, they fly down the streets and then uh, fly back to their spot.
3: They just keep doing this?
1: Yeah, a, a few of them break off and then come back and then a few of the, more of them break off and fly back and they all seem to be... Going one direction.
3: And then coming back. Yeah. Um, something about this, because Eugene really pays a lot more attention to anyone, anything other than people. Um, I mean, he pays attention to people, but he doesn't, like, interact with
2: many things other than He's people. He's noticing the smaller details. He's noticing the smaller mm-hmm.
3: details and what's going on here. And uh, he decides to, instead of walking the way he came, walk down the way that the uh, birds were going.
1: Okay. So you begin uh, walking down and as you do, you, you've noticed the birds and you see that the birds will sort of hop from one windowsill to another, one street lamp to another. And at one point you get to a corner and the birds kind of like glide around that corner to the right and then stop and look at you. And it's it, it's not like all the birds move at once. To anyone not paying attention, it would just seem like the birds are just kind of like flitting right. about. But to you, who, you know, you've sort of caught the attention, the, the birds are going down this way. And, and as you're walking, you realize that the birds are sort of leading you the opposite direction of uh, the, the cafe Leo told you to come to. Hmm. And you realize you sort of have a choice. Either meet up with Leo and Strange or follow where these birds are seemingly leading you.
3: Hmm. I'm sure they can wait a little longer. I don't think Detective Strange even knows that if we work together. And so he decides to follow the birds.
1: Okay. So as you begin walking down the street, we fade to a cafe. Um, Detective Strange and Doctor Casteo, both of you are sitting in a booth. Uh, I assume you guys have like coffee or something yeah. like that. And... I got a. I got like a black coffee. Yes. Yeah. The the wind outside is uh, dark as the coffee that's in your mug, and you realize that it's it's been a, a little bit since uh, you know you thought that Eugene would get here.
0: I mean, I gave him a call, so I don't know how long you want to wait.
1: Ah, fuck
2: it. Let's just let me just tell you.
0: Yeah. So, so what's sounds very urgent, man. What's what's wrong?
2: You remember that night when you asked me when you came to my apartment and you asked me about what I saw. Yeah, I remember that. You weren't really keen on you know sharing that information, but well, given how close we've gotten, and. All the bullshit we've ran into. And all the pain we've taken. Be it caused by me, you, or by the people we're dealing with, or whatever the hell we're dealing with. Isn't that one thing you
0: you cops say? It's just another day on the job?
2: Yeah, well, what I saw wasn't. And it kind of gave him, like, a more
0: kind of cautious look. Like, okay, I've only known you for, for a little while there, Strange, and I've never seen you... Look so scared before. Have, did you stop drinking?
2: No. If anything, it's only increased. Well, you probably should, but we'll get to that. What did you see? I don't know. I, I know psychopaths. I know criminals. I know thieves. How I can even? I'm more used to ghosts. But what I saw, I don't know what it was, and it's scaring me because every night I close my eyes and I see it again and again and again, and it's not any clearer than when I first saw it. Well, <clears throat> do you know what kind of
0: shape it is? I mean, I remember taking some psychology classes back, at, back in college, so these might be some, you know, like um, nightmares you've been having or they could mean something. Do you, can you describe to me, like, what did it look like
2: in, at, at least? it wasn't just one, it was multiple. It was like another place. One was warm, one was hot, and one was bleak. Interesting.
0: And I take like a quick sip of the, the ginger tea. And I'm like, yeah, this is why I don't drink tea. Um, and I put it down um, and I said, so were you like, I mean you said it's like warm or bleak was it like a really shitty
2: resort no god i wish it was at least i could understand that i don't know what this was it looked like like some kind of afterlife but i'm gonna be honest with all the ghosts i've seen not one has ever told me about an afterlife i figured there. i mean and like as i'm trying like i'm like stopping in my own path because like what I'm trying to say, because it's hard for me to even try to say it. It's like I always had in the back of my head, there's an afterlife. It has to be. It's a common There's there's spirits. Look at us. There's a a being, a higher being at work here. But I think I saw something I wasn't supposed to see, something I'm not meant to see regardless of what I can see. And um, I'm taking
0: it back, like... Okay, I'm, I know deep down inside, <laughs> Detective Strange was never a religious person. He usually sought, you know, sanctity in the bottle, and I could always depend on him to just be the realest person. But this this is, has me a little on edge. Like, I've never seen this man who, you know, brings one bullet to a gunfight <laughs> and does not give a damn, and now this guy's getting maybe a little biblical on me. Well... Um, strange, <clears throat> actually, Arthur. Look, there has been many discussions about whether there is, in fact an afterlife or sort of purgatory, of course. Um, heaven or hell, you know, many religions follow into that ideal. You said you saw something you shouldn't have, and you said there were multiple were they like people. Creatures little lovecraftian sort
2: of things no it's just a place
0: so it was a setting then it was yes did it look like a city or, or a meadow an ocean it was more filling so it's something indescribable
2: and when when did you say these
0: things started happening when you looked in the book
2: after the book when I first opened it and I looked into it I saw this, but you, what do you mean? You looked into like like the pages, the the ink on them, or you remember when I was reading that passage? I mean, through the mauling of the zombies, a little bit, yeah. When I read it, it showed me something. It showed me that vision, but it wasn't. It's like I was seeing without seeing. It's well, like it, everything, I, every every sense, every feeling I can I had in my body was just getting overwhelmed. It was keep getting overwhelmed, and I couldn't hear you. I couldn't hear anything. I just saw this.
1: Can I get y'all anything else? Says the uh, the waitress as she comes up holding a pot of coffee.
2: And I say, um, "Can I have
0: something?" But bes- uh, it turns out ginger tea isn't really my thing. Do you have anything else?
1: She just looks at your empty mug and then just fills it with coffee. I'll take. That there then. was still tea in there, yeah, <laughs> but I'm just
0: like, the tea back." <laughs> still
1: tea in there. I'll give it a shot.
0: Thank you. Um, oh, it's
1: Dolores. Thank you, uh, Dolores. And I
0: just look back and I'm like. You're fucking! I'm a doctor. Uh, is it, is it one check or y'all
1: splitting? And uh, then I look at him and I'll I'll,
2: I'll get this. I'll take another refilling. You got
1: pie? Mm. Oh, do we got pie? And then she walks away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I and I kind of just look at him like. Did she answer the question? We'll find <laughs> out when she comes back without my pie. Or not. <laughs> I, I I put the I put the so many
1: mysteries in this podcast.
0: I put the teacup that now has coffee and tea in it. I'm just like, okay. I take a sip. It's all right. I'm seeing my own afterlife.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I give I, it a I, chuckle. <laughs> I
0: said, um, okay. <laughs> Sorry, still reeling back of that. Okay. Um, I said, all right. Well, look, in certain certain cultures and religions, they speak of individuals having like a sixth sense or a mind's eye. That might have been what you saw this vision with. And from what it looks like, did, was it something like a foretelling or did something speak to you?
1: I don't remember. And as Leo says uh, the words foretelling, uh, you hear like a clink on the table and you, you smell like the scent of like apple and cinnamon. But as you look down, there's nothing on the table. And then you look up and from the back, the uh, the waitress is coming up. And you see in her hand is a uh, a plate with a slice of apple pie on it, and she puts it down on the table in front of you and goes, "We've got pie." Thank you. And I gotta
0: say something, and she leaves. Yeah, she leaves. Uh, Okay. Um,
1: Gotta work
2: on that. Mm -hmm. Um, I just I start like slowly working at that pie.
3: Start working out that. I mean, it's going to take a
0: while. Hey,
2: you know what? I may be a drunk, but I like pie.
1: <laughs> Roll for pie consumption. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't. No. Give him a second wind. <laughs> and as you just sort of swallow the fact that you just kind of foretold that pie coming to your table, yeah. we fade out to uh, Eugene. You're climbing a row of rusty stairs. Wow. For for some reason or another the birds seem to have led you to a uh, fire escape and you know using your abilities it wasn't too hard to jump up and grab the ladder and heave your way up gotcha Does, does Eugene still like climb up I guess I should have asked you that before I narrated you grabbing a ladder. Do do you
3: lift, bro? Like, what do you mean? No,
1: I mean, like, I should have have asked this before, like, I narrated your character, like, grabbing a ladder and all that. But if if the birds led Eugene to a fire escape, would Eugene climb up that fire escape?
3: Given that we're flashing back to him, and at first he was just walking down the street, and now he cut back, and now he's at, like, a rustic... What is it? Like a, a it, fire estate. A fire Yeah, escape? this is it's in we, a
1: totally different area. Yeah, we are in a uh, an old apartment building.
3: He is, in is entranced in curiosity. I think he would definitely do this if he's come this far.
1: Okay. So in, in the alleyway of this old apartment building in the heart of the city, you jump up and grab the rusty ladder and heave your way up this fire escape. Yeah. And as you know, you take nervous but stubborn, curious steps up this creaky steel frame. Uh, the birds just keep flying up and leading you further and further until you get to the roof of the building. And as you do, you stand on top of this roof and the lights of this city are flashing all around you and it's, it's beautiful. But what catches your eye isn't the lights. It's that on this roof is a, a couple of square structures, cage-like, with stands inside of them, and you see shapes fluttering in them. It's hard to see in this dark, but you can see that these, like, shapes are some of the birds that have been leading you, and the, the birds fly in, into these uh, cages, and in, in between these half a dozen, like, cages just full of birds, you see a figure there. He's, he's illuminated by a single light, so half of is cast in shadow and the other half is cast in harsh yellow. And he turns to you and you see dusty, stitched patchwork clothes. You, you see a, a, a torn up hat like one of those uh, beanies. And you see he has a, uh, an eye patch over his eye that is uh, cast in shadow. And he turns to you with his one good bloodshot eye and he sees you. Standing there. Hello. Fucking well, finally, one of you all get up here.
3: <laughs> I, I'm I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. Sorry, as your friends are gonna be. I've been trying to bring you all up to this roof, and you're the only one that actually found my birds.
3: Yes, they <laughs> were. All I... right,
1: listen. We got a lot to talk about. Oh, I. Not a whole lot of time to talk about it. Uh, who
3: are I? Well, uh, who 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 are you, sir?
1: The name's Otis Melbourne. And I'm the man that's going to shave your life.
3: I'm, I'm sorry. You're going to shave my life. I, I, I know. I, 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 don't mean to. I, I, as you can tell, I, I don't speak very well either. I just wanted to know if is that what you.
1: He just walks straight up to you, <laughs> oh, I, and he up. gets like. Uncomfortably close, and you see that this man is, you know, just just a bit taller than you are. And as he just like looks down at you, you can like smell just like the dust and like bird crap smell that you know that this man's natural musk at this point. And as he looks down at you, he opens his eye patch, and you see the empty socket. And he goes, "No, boar, I'm going to shave your life." I heard you much more clearly this time. And we fade out to the parking lot of the diner, <clears throat> Dr. Castello and Detective Strange. You, you head over to the uh, bulletproof Dodge Charger. Eugene still has just never showed up.
0: Well, it looks like um, Eugene is going to be joining us. Hey, um... Should we be concerned about that. He'll be fine. I mean, I'll be honest. And I look, has the, the patch of the panel been repaired?
1: No. Wait. (laughs) Yeah, no, no. It's been been far. Okay. (laughs) Like, the Red Rider chase was like, yesterday. Okay, I was like, (laughs) he's like,
0: you know, I think the, as, I guess you could say scrawny as the guy looks, and I I point over to the panel, I said, if you could chuck one of those bulletproof plates at a guy and knock him the fuck out, I think the guy can take care of himself. Wait, he ripped the panel? (laughs) Oh, that's right. Um, Yeah. um, I know you were going to be mad. Um, I parked, look, I'm just saying I parked it in a safe spot, and then here comes Eugene, I'm guessing, um, just chucks this panel, which looked a lot like the one from your car, so I'm guessing he he's the one who ripped the panel out of your car. Remind me to punch him. And I take out my, my little notepad. I said, don't tell him anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I said, um, I got nothing else pretty much going on tonight. Do you still want to talk about it, or you got somewhere
2: to be? Well, before we met up, I went to the library to look up anything that could give me any kind of information on what I saw. <laughs> and I, and I kind of chuckle like, library.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I kind of, like, I look up, and like, oh, shit, I said that a little too loud. And I'm just like, oh, no, I just, you know, I didn't think you'd have, like, a subscription to the library. You don't really seem to me like the studious type. The library's free. What are you talking about? Well, you still need a card to rent books out, and... I didn't really see that many books in your apartment. Just because I don't have books, that doesn't mean I don't like to read. Do you like to read? Yeah. My point exactly.
2: <laughs> Anyways, like, anyway. <laughs> I figured library would be the best spot since, you know, warehouse is a good place of information than a library. Moogle? That's and still think...
1: copyrighted. <laughs> um... Really?
0: Yeah, Final Fantasy. <laughs> oh, my God. I've never played a um Zoogle? Fucking useless. <laughs> Um, how about Zoggle? <laughs> I heard about that. I heard anyway, it's, a it's, 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 it's a startup company. It's a startup company. I think it's got
2: big potential. <laughs> so, Detective Strange, is uh, Dr. Caseo coming with you? I, I was going to bring it up. I was like, I found something. Just one little thing. I'm going to go visit this. Uh, what was it? it? It was a river, wasn't it? It was a church. It, it, was it the, the, uh, no, uh, not the, a church. It was...
1: Yeah, it was a church slash graveyard. By yep. a river. Okay. The river's anchor.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to this church in this old historical grave, grave site. Would I know
0: this? And about this place?
2: No. Okay. No. Really? What is? Is it here in the city? Yeah, it's been here since the beginning. You want to tag along?
0: <laughs> and I was just like, I'm, I'm feeling a little little rumbling in my stomach, but, you know, I think a, I think a nice car ride will help liven it up, so I mean, like I said, I got nothing else to do and you don't seem to be in the right place, so I think the safe thing would be just Make sure you're okay,
2: so sure, I'll tag along. All right. And this is just me being me. I uh, I say, before we go, I'm going to get some
1: pie on the road. And I run back in and get <laughs> a quick piece of like cherry pie. And taste. as he's
0: running back, I'm like, you're paying for that one.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you rush in. You grab a slice of cherry pie and you oh rush back out. The two of you get into the car and you uh, turn on the headlights and drive off. And as you do, the camera stays in the dimly lit parking lot of the cafe. And within one of the small circles of light, a single figure wearing a suit so crimson it could almost be black of a steps out. And he smiles and takes out a phone and goes, Yeah. Strange? He's going to the graveyard. Yeah, let's make sure he stays there. Click. Can can you hear me now?
0: (laughs) Oh, good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just had to make that joke.
1: (laughs) And we fade out. So, that was our interlude session. The next session will be the start of our new story arc. The title will be revealed when the new episode comes out. But, in the meantime, we have one last bit of maintenance to do. As it turns out, because of this downtime session, Strange, you get a point of attention to your mythos theme for pursuing that. Okay. Uh, Leo, you got a point of attention towards your uh, routine theme, your hospital being mm-hmm. a doctor stuff for getting attention. And Eugene, you got a point of attention to your uh, mythos theme, mm. uh, specifically the one called the uh, Minotaur. The Minotaur. Uh, because of that, and also the last couple of sessions, all three of you leveled up in some way, correct? Yep, mm-hmm. I did. So, Detective Strange, let's start off with you. What'd you uh, What'd you level up, and what'd you gain? It was
2: uh, training, which is my logos. Mm-hmm.
1: And I gained a power tag, improvised weapons. So he's gone straight from being a regular boxer to a bar brawler. Yeah. So you just like pick up like a table leg and use it as you a know, club.
2: Sometimes I figure if I got to get into a
1: fight, maybe
2: boxing isn't always the best strategy, especially if it's a horde of zombies or a giant fuck head zombie thing or the Red Rider who can... Apparently, who ate the gum-gum fruit and can
1: stretch like a motherfucker.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, sometimes I might need to take a crowbar and say, it's time to die.
1: So Detective Strange, his character development is he's learning to fight dirty. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, Dr. Leo Castello, what was your level up?
0: So I leveled up in two places. My mythos, uh, Nature's Wrath, and the power tag that I got was um, Elemental Blessing. Mm-hmm. And so a quick summary of that is, given my mythos, I am able to conjure elemental power-ups to anybody that I physically touch, whether it's fire, water, or wind. So, like, for example, I can, um, if he's we're going to be brawling in, you know, at some point or whatever, I can uh, elementally bless, um, uh, I mean, I keep wanting to call you Doctor Strange, Detective Strange, and give him, like, fire fists, you know, mm-hmm. and hopefully it doesn't burn him we all know that's going to happen. Unlike Dr. Strange, I know how to drive. <laughs>
1: dang.
0: That's too soon. <laughs> Look, man. Nah, dang. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. And um, my other one uh, was in The Serpent's Gift, uh, Primal Blessing. So very much like Elemental Blessing, instead of Elemental Power-Ups, it's more like I can, um, you know, bring out the primal essence of an individual, like strengthen, you know, their muscles or, you know, make them run faster or, like, jump higher. Kind of like a boost to the actual physical limit of the
1: body so you're moving uh, away from just charging headfirst by yourself and your you, your powers are now focusing more on supporting others
0: i realized it wasn't really going well uh so until i get a better grasp of controlling my uh, my elemental powers i think i'm going to take more of the supporting role and uh make sure uh, you know the good old brawler here and captain minotaur uh stay in the front line and uh deal with it while i
1: keep them alive <laughs> Fantastic. And speaking of uh, Captain Minotaur, uh, Eugene, you got a level up too, correct?
3: Yes. I got the improvement of ripples, which I chose um, enhanced olfactory senses.
1: Okay. So none of that makes sense to anyone that isn't you and I.
3: Great. Now we have (laughs) another mystery for the (laughs) listeners to solve. All
1: right. So which which theme got the level up?
3: (laughs) The theme that was leveled up was my expression, which was the Minotaur.
1: Fantastic. And uh, <laughs> the ripples was one of the advanced theme improvements, right? Yes. Where you, could, where you got to take a tag from another theme book. Oh, yes. And so the tag you took is uh, one you're creating called a uh, ed- enhanced.
3: Yeah, I'm calling it enhanced olfactory.
1: So does that mean you can like sort of sort of like sense more like?
3: Uh, specifically, the sense of scent. Specifically, mm. the scent Ooh. of smell and all, and uh, which is I kind of, kind of it's like. It's interesting that his foreshadowing was the smell of pie. I was like, "Oh no, can he smell things ahead of time now? What that way, my level up's gonna suck. It's gonna be really redundant." But no, um, basically, May. basically, if you think of like a shark can smell blood from a mile a away. I smell evil.
4: You reek of
3: death. And your smell. mother smelled of Canterbury. Yeah. Uh,
1: no, no. Your your smell foreshadowing was being able to smell the dust and bird shit all yeah, over yeah, our uh, yeah. new friends.
3: You <laughs> smelled the afterlife.
1: All right, look.
3: Basically,
0: think <laughs> I
1: didn't of it. know you were in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit.
2: <laughs>
3: basically, I've become something of a bloodhound. Because that hey, was one no, of the no abilities line. of the man's car. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He can smell blood. He can smell. Th- he can also smell things um, that maybe like basically if something used so to smell like something. So basically, you
2: enhanced your sense of smelling. Yes, but mm-hmm. not
3: just in terms of like I can smell that a mile away. Right. I can smell this and like this used to smell like blood. I, I think that's perfect Ooh. for
1: a character that notices uh, things yeah. more. Like yes. you're you're the only character that took the bird hint.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, it's funny you you have that because I have.
1: Uh, I don't know how to pronounce
2: this again. Psychometry? Psychometry? Psychometry. And so when I touch it, I get
1: like a a little small flashback of what it, of who, It's history. It's history. See, the thing with you, Detective Strange, though, is that uh, your super weakness is that you forget your power tags. Yeah. (laughs) I I just want to tell you, the pie thing was to remind you that you had that ability. I know.
0: (laughs) Oh, damn. I didn't even see anything about that.
1: Yeah, he got that in the last level up. He can, oh, see, right. the future, can see the future and he future. never used it. Yeah.
3: Yeah, the damn bird showed up at the windowsill and you shoot him away, and I gave him a look like, ah. Oh. Oh, jeez. Honestly,
1: back. I was expecting all three of you just be like, go away, birds. <laughs> no, but I, I'm, I'm glad you actually took the, the, the bite, because now we can actually pursue that storyline. Now we have Otis. Yeah. Now we can
0: finally shut up about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm super excited for our next session. This session was uh, fantastic, a bit more low-key, but uh, I, I think the, uh, the next session is going to have some uh, surprises in store. So stay tuned, everybody for the next episode of Rolling in the Mist.
2: Dun-dun.
0: Seriously, you only took me to that kind of like, shitty diner, you could invite me like a better,
3: like, find me a better place. I don't know why you guys didn't ask him how many kinds. Have you ever been to like the NoHo Diner? They've got so many. You got blueberry and